Hey there. Welcome to 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. I'm Lindsay, and I'm joined by my co-host and real-life partner, Carling. We're diving into the 90s hit drama through today's lens. Get ready for our off-the-cuff commentary and peeling back the layers of the Camden family. We'll tackle everything from family rules, life lessons, and 90s fashion. Join us every week for a light-hearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a die-hard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. So find us anywhere you get your podcasts at 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. All of a sudden, we hear the planchette moving, and we look over and we see it moving, and we're like, oh my god. Hi, Carling. I wanted to know what you would do if I just stared at you instead of actually being like, hey, Michelle. How long do you think it would take for me to actually realize that you were staring at me? I don't. Just like, like on my phone. Yeah. TikTok. We would just be recording you watching TikToks. You'd probably just get up and go lay on your belly. Yeah, definitely. Um, hello. Well, hello. Time change is stupid. Right? Especially this year. Like, yeah. Like, why? I, I don't understand... If places in the world can opt out of daylight savings time, why can't we? Daylight savings time. I said that. Yeah, I think you did. I daylight just... saving time. No, I think it's daylight savings. Yeah, daylight savings. Daylight savings times. I don't <laughs> I... I think literally only like... Arizona is the one that doesn't do it. Saskatchewan doesn't do it. It doesn't? And Atlantic Canada just decided not to do it. What? I know. What? what? So now when we go visit um, Lindy's family in Saskatchewan, depending on the time of year, we're either an hour different or we're the same time. Yeah, and that's the same with my parents when they're in Phoenix. Yeah. Um, I know. I woke up this morning and I'm like, I looked at my clock and I was like, really? Really, guys? We're doing yeah. it this year? Really? Yeah. All the years we're going to do it? Like, this would be the year... Yeah. Everything's already effed up. Like, what does it matter? Why we gotta fall back? Why we gotta fall back? Plus, it's gonna be, like, pitch black at five o'clock now. Yeah. The sunset (sighs) was beautiful tonight. Oh, well. But I'm very tired. Very tired. Well, we had trick-or-treating. Yeah. We had a full moon. Yes. And we had a time change. Yeah. And we're just ending Mercury, Mercury's retrograde. Mercury. Mercury's retrograde. Is it Mercury's retrograde? Or is Mercury it Mercury retrograde? <laughs> I don't know. Mercury in retrograde. Listen, just going back to last week's episode, I passed a sign today and it said, Girl Guides Camp. Right, because it's the Girl Guides <laughs> Camp. <laughs> English is hard. (laughs) Literally, I have no qualification to be correcting you in the way you're speaking. So just you can slap me if you want to. I think it. I literally can't spell to save my life. So, Um, anyways, how was your week? I don't know. What did I do this week? Oh, I wasn't feeling good this week. Yeah, you thought you had the Rona or the flu. Uh, yeah, I thought. Well, well, I didn't. Francois thought you had the Rona. Yeah. Francois. Frank. Um, well, Frank brought me a bunch of food. That is Wasn't true. That so nice? Yeah. And Frank. I was lucky enough to be here. I know. 
he likes to cook and he cooks a lot and then he brings us food which was so wonderful so he brought uh banana pancakes which my kids love and shepherd's pie which was amazing and like a lime pie that was delish yeah so thanks frank um so that happened and then yeah i wasn't feeling good all week um i went home from work early on thursday because i was just not like i kept getting like hot and cold flashes my stomach was all messed up and i had a headache and what's up with that i don't know but i feel better now so oh well that's good yeah i think it's like the kids bring home germs and maybe yeah your they, like it didn't bother them but it bothered me kind yeah. of thing you know kids um but trick-or-treating was so fun trick-or-treating was fun it was not like i thought i thought maybe like we would go to like Four houses, because yeah. I kind of thought people were just, like, opting out of trick-or-treating this year, like, handing yeah. out candy. But there were quite a few places. Yeah. How was your week? Oh, yeah, you had your Halloween event yeah. at work. Yeah, it was kind of crazy, because here in Alberta, our COVID numbers are growing exponentially. Mm-hmm. Like, they're growing at a higher rate now than, before. than they did even back. Like, Friday, what was, like, over 600, and that was the yeah. highest it's ever been. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, and so in a day, um, I guess, yeah. the like COVID COVID folks, like Alberta Health Services, <laughs> decided to the C team. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, our hero and goddess warrior, Doctor Dina Hinshaw, yes, um, announced on Tuesday that they were making changes and adding some restrictions to the size of gatherings you're allowed to have. Right. And so it's now limited to 15 people. Yeah. And they want those 15 to be like part of the same cohort. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what that meant for my Halloween event that I talked about forever ago. So we had it all planned out. We did it safely. It was outside. Mm -hmm. We had all these health measures. um, But we had 30 people per timed Mm -hmm. entry spot. And it was... um, it was designed to sort of keep people at a safe distance from each other, but because it's it's considered a private event, like volunteers and staff would count towards that fifteen people. Right. Yeah. So there was no way for us to facilitate that event, and so I feel like the theme of this year with my company is pivot. I know there's like a squeaky spot in this squeaky desk. Things happening. Okay. Pivot. Pivot. And I can I only see I literally have Ross. a mug that says pivot on yeah. it, like one foot away from us. That gif has been going around our office. Because you just have to chat. keep like changing your plans. Yeah. So we're like, how are we going to pivot? Um, and so I had, so we didn't know for sure if that would affect us until Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So by Wednesday afternoon, we got approval from Alberta Health Services that we could do a drive through trick-or-treating event. So we went from this like pretty big in-person event to how do we manage giving because a lot of it the lot of the feedback we got from the community was like the the group of people that wanted to come wanted something to do for halloween that was safe and not trick-or-treating or right right. like if they had like immune compromised kiddos or um i know that pillow's falling guys i'm trying to record into a pillow today because i don't know well, I don't know if y'all can tell, but I feel like I'm not the best at audio engineering. Is that what I am? I have a sticker on you. Oh, Lord. Um, yeah. Um, with editing. But it What is always... happening? This desk is so squeaky. 
you know, let's just give it up. Let's just end the podcast. <laughs> oh my god, it's over. Um. Yeah, so to- can I just ask you, how many people had you like counted on coming, and how many do you think ended up coming like driving through? Um. Well, not my sister. <laughs> so it ended up being so because it was such short notice. Originally, it was supposed to be like everybody picked a ticketed time, either one, two, three, or four o'clock. They had forty-five minutes to do the whole experience, but because it was a drive-by, we it was <laughs> so drive-through, <laughs> drive-by trick-or-treating, a drive-through event. Because with such short notice, I couldn't be like, "Hey, I know you signed up for four o'clock, but." We just want everybody to come at one o'clock now. Right, right, Like, right. that's not fair because you might have planned your entire day, yeah, yeah. you know, to fit it in because you wanted to do this thing. Yeah. So, so we basically said if your ticket time is one o'clock, you have between one and two to come through. Mm-hmm. And then two o'clock between two and three and all this stuff. And then so, what about three o'clock? And then, well, and then at three o'clock they had from three to four. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. And I'm not even going to explain how four o'clock went. So, Use your imagination, guys. <laughs> we had like 147 people. So if there, I don't know, say three to five people per car. Yeah. But we ended up maybe with half of that. Uh, that sucks. But um, shout out to the family that came all the way from the south of the city. 45 minute drive. I know. You showed up with your kiddos. MVP over here. I know. It was so nice. And I I told my one of my colleagues, I was like, oh, yeah, that's my nieces and nephews. And she was like, you know, you and your sister look so much alike. And I was like, oh, no, like, thank you. But we're just friends. And And then I was like, how are we not sisters, Carly? (laughs) Yeah, then my sister who lives five minutes away forgot. Yeah, well. Yeah, and I was like, thank you for your support. <laughs> um, but it was good. Everybody that did come, um, we had volunteers cheering, and they got hot chocolate, and they got, was it good hot chocolate? It was really good, yeah. actually, because usually it's, like, watered down. Yeah. It was really good. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So they got hot chocolate, and then they got two types of treat bags. Yeah, and so, a craft. And a, yeah, so, um, and everybody was cheering, and there was music, and it was And sunny. there were cute costumes. There was, like, a whoopee cushion. Yeah. And someone was like the New Year's banner. Yeah. Probably like hoping that New Year was. Oh, yeah. It was like an A-frame thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, yeah. If she turned around, it said the end is nigh. Oh, that's Yeah, funny. it was funny. Yeah. Um, but the people that we did sort of ask, you know, like, oh, are you guys going trick-or-treating? I would say like 99% of people said no. Like, no, this was what they were doing. Really? Because they were really young kids. So. Wow. Yeah. So I thought that was really nice. So it went really well, considering... We had to do such a sharp pivot. You had pivot. to, like, pivot? Pivot? Yeah, you had to, like, completely change your plans. In, like, two days. Yeah. That's that what event it. coordinating is all about, I know. Right? And honestly, Thinking I, toes. <laughs> I wrote down a list of things that I was going to... Well, there's two things on my list. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. On Friday, I got invited for lunch from with a co-worker. Oh, really? Like, what are you just making friends now? I know. Am I? I don't know. That's so cute. I love it. I know. I'm so proud of you. I know. And oh, ironically, her name is Michelle. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she was like, "Hey, do you want to grab lunch today?" And I was like, "Oh, I yeah." <laughs> Were you like I, super awkward about yeah, it? Yeah, and then was. she like I was changed like, her well, mind. Well, luckily, it was over Teams, so there was not face to face. Like, so you're typing like, "Oh, oh." Uh. <laughs> Emoji gif emoji. Um, nervous laughter. I was so nervous. That's so cute. But went for Thai food. Oh, nice. 
But then (laughs) the food I got was really hot. Oh, no. And so I'm just an awkward person. And so we we commented that, like, oh, wow, like, this food is so hot. So we were, like, waiting to eat it. But then I put a bite in my mouth. And, like, you know when your eyes start watering? Mm -hmm. And you just want to, like, open your mouth and go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But she was, like, in the middle of telling me a story. So my eyes are watering. I'm frantically trying to, like, open my bottle of water. So play it cool. Play it cool. Like, I'm so socially awkward. Oh, my gosh. I love how you think if someone invites you to lunch, if you don't, like, fully act like a robot like and not be weird in any way they're gonna be like well that that's never happening again (laughs) i know but i gotta let my weird out in little bits yeah i can't just actually that's what i do at work too like i i think i'm funny and i have little quips yeah and i or i can be a little sassy yeah so i do i i'll do it at work but i i know when to like kind of yes you but yeah so when you start a new job you gotta really like yeah Feel out what's feel going out, on. Feel out, like, yeah. who can you joke with? Like, my boss, um, I wasn't sure when she said pivot if she would find Ross on the stairs right. pivoting is funny. So then I casually brought it up a couple days after she told, like, used the word. And then later that day she sent me the gift. So oh, I was like, okay, okay. okay. okay, okay. All right, all right. Could you so, imagine if she didn't know that the gift? Like, well, if she didn't I, yeah, know? Yeah, I don't know. I would consider like getting a new job. Like, she's a very job. professional person, so I just didn't, like, <laughs> how funny can I be? Right, right. Um, but that was good. And then today, we went to the Yamnuska Wolf Dog Sanctuary. Awesome. I know. I saw your, your Instagram stories. Yeah. They're so cute. Yeah, they're really fluffy. cute. So, it's, in, it's so far the, it's currently the only wolf dog sanctuary in Canada. So, tell me again, like, a... Did they get bred together or something yeah. so and they weren't supposed to, not, obviously? Yeah, they're not naturally occurring in the wild. So that means some idiot illegally got a wolf and then the same idiot got a husky and bred and them together. And then what happened? Yeah, and then <laughs> birds and the bees. And then they sell them. And so what's so insane, in Canada at least, is... To buy a wolf, you need to have a zoo license, you need to have municipality agreement, you need to have an enclosure. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's nearly impossible to get a wolf. Well, I would hope so. Yes. But, as long as you can say that it is not 100% wolf, right? you can get one for on Kijiji. Like, oh, God. Yeah, that's any, awful. Yeah. And, like... Is it a really common thing? Not, like, super, super common, but common enough and the guy today was really great. He was saying that, like, a lot of breeders will lie and just breed really big huskies with maybe mm. a shepherd. And, and say that they have part yeah, wolf They'll be like, them. oh, it's part wolf. And then they'll sell it for $4,000. Oh, my gosh. And then people are like, look, look at my wolf dog. How impressive is my wolf dog? But there's no wolf in it. But the danger of that, so it's good because it's not a legitimate wolf dog. Right, right. Which has, you know, some huge potential consequences. Yeah. But... The downside to that is people will be at the dog park and meet this wolf dog, air quotes, and say, wow, what a great dog. I can't believe it. I want a wolf dog. Mm-hmm. And then they'll go seek out a wolf dog and maybe they actually get a part wolf. Right, right, right. Um, and like I they... said wolf dog so many times. Wolf dog, wolf dog, wolf dog. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's just wild. It's wild, it's Michelle. It's literally wild. Yeah. And part, so they rescue. They have high content ones, which cannot be adopted out because... They have too much wolf in them. Yeah. 
um, and they come from bad situations or owners. Like they had a girl call them and she was 18 and a university student in Toronto or Vancouver, sorry, and wanted a wolf dog. And so she lived in an apartment and just thought this might be cool. And like you, like you why? Yeah. You, it doesn't. Yeah. And people think so oftentimes they'll get them at like a few, a couple days old and they think, oh, if I'm the human, if I mm-hmm. bond with it, even yeah, though but they have the, instincts that yeah. are like, can't be. Yeah. So they, in one of the packs that we were in today, they have one whose name I'm forgetting, Apollo. I don't know what his name is. Um, if he's listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. Awkward. <laughs> but he, they, the sanctuary got him at two days old. I can't mm-hmm. remember the circumstances. And so he's been hand raised by humans and interacted with, and he is aloof and scared and distant like a wolf should be. Right. And he was raised by humans, and, and then he's, they, so he's like unpredictable. Yeah, yeah. And then they have a um, another high content wolf dog that they got, and it was feral, and so they think somebody had it and just released it into the wild. Oh my god! Which is stupid because it's not a full wolf, and exactly. so it doesn't have the skills. Um, but it so it was feral and not raised by humans, and it is so friendly. Oh, that's so, and yeah. And they, like, even do a couple tricks for you if you, like, have a high-quality treat for it. Oh, wow. But they're both high-content wolf dogs. But, like, so it just goes to show that, like, it does, you yeah. can't nurture. You can't predict, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, guys, do not get a wolf dog. God, yeah. So do they get wolf, wolf dogs from, like... Like, literally anywhere. They anywhere, just like, got, in the world? Mm, Canada? Yeah, I say Canada or the North America. Yeah. Or the they, North America? Or the North America. <laughs> North America. North America. North Americas. <laughs> they just got 11 from a hoarding situation. That, oh my gosh. Yeah. Somebody was like mistreating them and breeding them and oh. they're high content. And so they have to live there forever now. And so like it costs something like $10,000 to go and rescue them. Um, wow. Yeah. But anyway, so check out the Yamnuska. This episode brought to you by <laughs> Yamnuska Wolf Dog Sanctuary. <laughs> And go save the wolf pups. Yeah, you can go. I think it's like, I don't know, $75 and you get to go in the enclosure and feed them treats. And then you see the low content ones, which are mostly dogs, and they will adopt those out to the right oh, home. Okay, yeah. Um, and you get to like walk around. I bought a hoodie. Uh, Cute. And then, yeah, and like all the money goes back into yeah. supporting these like poor animals that literally are kind of in limbo Aww, because they so can't sad. live in homes because they're too wild, but they can't live out in the wild because they're too domesticated. Like, people are the worst. <sighs> Seriously. But anyway, there's a long intro, but today's episode... would not be one of our episodes without a long intro. And you know what? We like it. Yeah. And we get a lot of good feedback from it. I think so. Yeah. Um, I mean, Tia loves us. God, Tia, we love you. (laughs) You're the best. (laughs) And you know, speaking of love, one of of the great ways... I'm just ad-libbing this. One of the great ways you can show love for us... Is by joining our Patreon. Okay, I wasn't sure where you were going with well, that. Well, I was going to go my, my fan, OnlyFan. <laughs> Girl, you cannot promote our OnlyFans <laughs> if you don't know what it's called. My face fan? Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. Disclaimer, Guys, we do not have an OnlyFans. Oh, my God. We are on Patreon. Hang on, I have to pause it. Literally, what is happening? Guys, we're on Patreon. Uh-huh. And so you can check us out at patreon.com. Slash, I did not sign up for this. And um, we've, you know, we're slowly and surely growing our mm-hmm. 
Patreon family. And what that allows us to do is... Bring you more content. Yeah, bring you more content and bring you more merch and... and Interact. Also, you need to join our Facebook group. Everyone, show Carling (laughs) that she is loved by joining the Facebook group. It's going to be confusing because when you click on it, it literally says, I did not sign up for this group. But we want but you, you to. But you are. You're signed up. So just go with it. Listen, I didn't understand what a Facebook group was. And so we didn't really do anything with it for months and months and months. Yeah. And then we've had a ton of people reaching out to us saying like, oh, I wish I could re- interact with yeah. you more directly yeah. or, um, you know, like on Instagram it's not, I don't know, like commenting isn't the same really Yeah, or as, you can send DMs or... Yeah, but like they they sort of were asked, people have been asking, not people, you guys. Just random been, people. Have been see. asking about ways to sort of like interact more with us. And so yeah. then it hit me because we are on the Amanda Loves to Hate Teen Mom podcast group. I was like, oh, that's it. That's the thing. So now I'm trying to be more active in our Facebook group. And I'm trying to get people to join it, but every time I post something, <laughs> nobody, crickets, crickets, guys, crickets, crickets. <laughs> um, and I try to make it topical on the converse on the episode. Are you looking it up right now? No. Oh no, I'm just on Facebook. No. <laughs> just kidding. Um, so check out our Facebook group if you have been wanting to interact with us. That's the best place to do it. Um, I'm still learning, so we're trying to grow it, and. Facebook, it's not just for old people, you know. It's for millennials, too. It kind of... Sometimes. You know, this on this week's Patreon episode, we're talking about social media and kids on social media, parenting, you know, with kids on social media, and yeah. So anyway, one more reason to join our Patreon, because we put out bonus episodes every two weeks, and we kind of talk about either extra juicy stuff or more personal stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um... Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into this episode. We're talking with Jen today, and she came to us through a referral um, from one of the lovely ladies at the Resting Bitch Face podcast. And um, Jen, so I, okay, so ironically, she was sent to us because she is a Columbine shooter survivor and um, is really passionate about sharing her story. And we were like, wow, yes, like we would love to talk to her. Um, and then when I reached out to her and she's like, oh, is this, do you mean about the Ouija board? And I was like, what? And so, <laughs> What's that story? <laughs> yeah. And so we were like, oh, tell us that story too. So um, we're going to be having her back to tell her Columbine story. Yeah. But this week she told us her creepy story about her experience with a Ouija board. Yeah. And aliens. Yeah. Like all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Spooky, Ghost, spooky. Spirits. So um, enjoy. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye. hit record um how's your how was your week going it's going all right and i'm just a little sad about the cold weather because it makes it a little bit more painful for my aches and pains but you know i have nowhere to go so don't have to worry about driving in the snow yeah that is true do you guys have any snow yet like a lot um we have a couple inches so far but it's supposed to snow all day and pretty much all night Oh, yeah. It's been snowing the last, like, week for us. Yeah. But the rest of the week, it's not supposed to snow. Yeah. We got, like, a dump of snow and freezing cold, and now, in true 
Calgary fashion, it's going to warm up and be like above zero all week. <laughs> yeah, I wonder uh, if you guys didn't get this this same storm and then it hit you and then it came and hit me. Oh, probably. Yeah, probably. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> we just sent it down to you. Yeah, go down the Rocky Mountains to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've heard Colorado is really similar to like where we live in Canada. Yeah. I've heard they're they're very similar in like climate and everything. So Yeah, we can get all four seasons in twenty four hours. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yes. Um, well we're super excited that we've connected. We I feel so bad that we recorded with you a couple weeks ago and there was a glitch and your recording never saved. Yeah, I don't know what happened either. I tried going on there and looking around and it didn't give me an option to finalize anything. So I didn't know what else to do. Yeah, well, that's okay. I mean, we're happy to talk to you again. I just feel bad that we're taking up more of your time. No, it's all right. Uh, it, it's like I said before, I, I'm happy to share this story and hopefully help save some other people the grief and suffering that I went through. Yeah, absolutely. Well, why don't we get into it? Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us your experience with a Ouija board? Okay, uh, my name's Jen Thompson. Um, in my late 30s, I grew up in Littleton, Colorado. I'm not too far away, living out in Parker now with my miracle baby who's 10 years old and my husband I've been with for about 12 years now. Aww. So I um, I got my Ouija board when I was 12 years old. My grandfather took me to Toys R Us and told me I could pick out one toy. I was a little bummed that we had to go to Toys R Us. I felt a little too old for being <laughs> a toy store. So I decided to pick what I thought was the most mature adult-like toy in the store. And that was a Ouija board. My grandfather didn't really believe in that sort of thing. So he just laughed it off and bought it for me. Yeah. Uh, that night we had a birthday party. My living room um, was being rearranged. So we were getting new furniture. So all we had was like a nice oriental rug on the floor and like some shelves with candles on it and stuff. And my mom lit the candles for us. And as soon as we touched the planchette on the Ouija board, every candle in the room blew out and everybody gasped. You know, and then we all laughed thinking, oh, it's just my mom messing with us, you know, yeah. but there were no windows were open, the heater wasn't on, you know, and even if it was, it wouldn't have blown out every candle around the whole big room. So, you know, that was kind of a prelude of what was to come. It didn't wow. happen. The, the scary stuff didn't happen right away. I got my Ouija board when I was 12 and um, 1995, I want to say. And 1996 uh, is when things started happening. And then 97 is when I decided I was never going to touch one again because of my experiences. In June of 97, I was sitting down with a couple girlfriends in my bedroom during a sleepover. You know, regular 13-year-old girls messing around, playing around. We got bored with the Ouija board because it wasn't really doing a whole lot. So <laughs> we took our hands off of it, but we sat right there around it and started talking to each other about other things and boys and stuff. And all of a sudden, we hear the planchette moving and we look over and we see it moving and we're like, oh my God. Oh my How God. Freaking out, you know, that it's even moving. And then it starts spelling out things. The first thing it spelled out was Josh, and that was my boyfriend, and my friends knew that. So we all got in a panic, like, uh-oh, what about Josh? 
and it spelled out murdered. And Ugh. we freaked out. We stood up. We put our hands up in the air. We started praying to any and every God that we could possibly think of. It, it didn't matter if we believed in him or not. Yeah. Save Josh, save Josh. Don't let him be murdered. And then the planchette started moving again a couple minutes later. It said, car accident, hospital, two weeks. Three wow. nights later, Josh was in a car accident on a haunted bridge, no less. It was oh, in a car accident. He died for six minutes and was resuscitated and put in the hospital for exactly two weeks. Two of the girls in the back seat were not so lucky. They were not resuscitated. The back seat sandwiched them in and smushed them and killed them instantly. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The driver tried to get out her window as the car flew off the bridge, and she only made it halfway out her driver's side window. So when she, when the car hit, she hit her head on the top of the car and the side of the car and broke her spine. Oh, so she, she's a vegetable now. They were going to charge her with vehicular homicide for the two girls in the back, but because she's not even really there anymore, they can't charge her with anything. And so was Josh in that car or Josh was in a different car? Josh was in that car with Jessica, Nicole, and I forget the other girl's name. Uh, Josh was in the front seat without a seatbelt on. And when the car crashed, it hit the side of the dry riverbed uh, with the front of the car. So he went through the windshield and oh. hit his head head first into the ground what killed him and that's uh, they were lucky enough to resuscitate him but he was dead for six minutes and he had hit his head so hard that he is permanent brain damage he's uh -huh. not so brain damaged that he doesn't understand that yeah he, when I told him about the Ouija board he thought that I was uh, some evil witch and that I had put a curse on him and that he swore that I was out to get him but once um, my friends and I were able to you know talk to him in a more calm way and explain what happened he understood that we did everything we could to try and save his life so if anything we weren't his enemy we were the reason he was still alive yeah praying to all those gods you know it obviously did something because he didn't stay dead yeah did but. you tell an adult when you when this experience with the Ouija board happened did you tell like a parent or somebody I think I tried to tell my mom, but my mom always brushed me off. I grew up with having abilities, psychic abilities and things, and my mom didn't have any. It doesn't have any of those things, so she's never understood it. She always just tells me, Jen, you're a freak, and then blows me off. Oh, and you had so, said she grew up as an atheist, right? My mom was an atheist until the Ouija board. Right. The, the Ouija board... Um, whatever came through, whatever evil entity came through, um, focused on me and stayed in my bedroom for the next decade. Um, it didn't um, really do much whenever I had friends over, so I tried to have friends over as much as possible. But whenever I was alone, it would try and torment me and scare me with poltergeist activity. I remember I moved back home after having a bad breakup in my early 20s and I stayed in the guest room for a little while because my room had been turned into a game room but my mom said you know why don't we put you in your old room you know make you feel more at ease being back at home I was a little reluctant because I remembered what I had left there and uh we put my bed in there and my nightstand and all set it up made it look like my room when I was a teenager pretty much and I could not sleep in there. 
I had to sleep on the couch. My mom got mad at me because I was sleeping on the couch so much. She's like, we can't have you doing this. We need to fix this. And uh, I told her, you know, I can't sleep in my bed. When I lay down and just as I'm about to get to sleep, something lifts the blankets on my bed and shakes them violently and then pulls my dress, my nightstand drawers out and back in and shakes it like crazy. So everything that's on the nightstand was shaking and rattling and falling over. And I bolted out of there like I didn't know what was going to happen to me if I stayed in there. And did, did, did anything ever happen to you outside of the bedroom or was it definitely like there was a portal open in your bedroom? Um, I did actually have other activity in that house, but it was there before the Ouija board. We called it the Native American. He would chase me up the stairs from the basement, and um, there was a time I was vacuuming our TV room downstairs in the basement, just doing my chores, and it didn't like me doing it, and it pulled the plug out of the wall. Oh. I'm like, okay, you know, just maybe I pulled it out. Sure. Yeah. So I plug it back in and it unplugged like three or four times and I just kept plugging it in. The last time I plugged it in, I put something like up against it so it wouldn't get ripped out by anybody. And I was in the middle of the room vacuuming and all of a sudden it felt like somebody came from in front of me and ripped the vacuum out of my hands. Oh, wow. scared the crap out of me and I you know I have to do my chores my mom's gonna get mad at me if I don't vacuum this room so I stood there talking to whoever it was that ripped the vacuum out of my hand and I said look I don't want to vacuum I know you don't want me to vacuum but I have to get this done done I'll try and get it done as fast as possible and then we can both be over it and past it okay (laughs) it didn't do it again Uh, but every time I went in that room I was still hesitant that you know I know somebody's watching me and I know they don't like me doing this oh my gosh you're trying to reason with a with a spirit (laughs) just go faster and do it as quick as possible Can you um, talk a little bit more about that bridge that you were saying is uh, kind of known to be haunted? What happened there to make it that way? Um, You know, there's a lot of folklore, a lot of stories of it just being like native land or there's a bunch of different versions of what people think happened there. Mm -hmm. But it's like a hangout spot for teenagers to go over there and see who has the courage to even drive out over across the bridge. Right. I think there's supposed to be somebody that follows you and, you know, kind of like tailgates and gets up close to you and stuff. But once you cross the bridge, they disappear. Oh. Uh, um, nowadays, because of Josh's car accident with the two girls that died, uh, one of the girls that died in the back seat is said to have been seen there at the bridge. One of her friends, Actually, a couple of her friends now over the years have said that they have seen her there. Oh, my gosh. And like, she looks sad. She looks confused. She looks lost. She looks oh, hurt. No. She just seems stuck there. So people still go out there to this day, you know, to go yeah. drink alcohol and all that. And, you know, that's what Josh and his friends were doing that night. They were all drinking except for yeah. the driver. The driver was the only person in the car that wasn't drunk. And the only reason why she crashed was because there was a second carload of their friends out at the bridge. 
mm. that they were supposed to go see, but they didn't realize that their friends um, had changed the plan. They were supposed to race through the bridge and go as fast as they could through it. Oh. Well, their friends ahead of them decided, why don't we stop on the bridge? Oh, so Josh's carload of people came blazing down the road doing, I don't know how fast they were going. They were going pretty fast, though. Couldn't stop in time. The driver jerked the wheel and then they went flying off the bridge and crashed. So, wow, that's <sighs> awful. Yeah. Holy. Yeah. I feel really bad for the girl who's still stuck out there. I wish you know somebody could go out there and help her cross over. No kidding. Hey, how like confusing would that be to just be a spirit on a bridge being like, I, what happened, you know, like forever. Yeah. Like she went out there looking for ghosts and then she became one. That's scary and sad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And this bridge too is not close to town. This it's like an hour away from the main city. Oh, so wow. When, when they got hurt, they were lucky that they got the paramedics there in six minutes. Yeah. No kidding. Wow. So yeah. um, what the did bridge, you... Oh, sorry. I was just going to say the bridge is called the Scary Third Bridge. Everybody knows it is a third bridge in East Aurora, Colorado. If anybody wants to Google 1997 and the Scary Third Bridge accident, George, uh, Josh's story will come up and say you know, what happened and the girls' names that died. Wow. Wow. That, and so, so what happened then after, so as, I guess what led you to getting rid of the Ouija board? Oh, just because it predicted Josh's car accident. Josh actually died and uh, was resuscitated, kind of like, you know, God's really helped, like the Ouija board was listening and my friends and I swore that we would never play with it again. I ended up giving it to um, a youth group pastor leader or whatever, youth group leader to have him dispose of it properly because I just wanted it gone. Yeah. I, even after it was gone, that Ouija board left a residue, left an open portal in my bedroom. And I was forever scared of my closet, not because of, you know, the boogeyman and being childish, but because the Ouija board, the spot that I kept it, it seemed like there was like a black hole, like emotionally, it felt like there was a black hole there and it was just devoid of anything good. So I, I just hated my room. I hated my closet and it took me 10 years when my mom, you know, finally said, I've had enough of you sleeping on the couch. We can't do this anymore. My one of my close friends that knew about all this said, well, I know a man who might be able to help you. And why don't I take you out there? So we drove for an hour and a half to the middle of nowhere, small neighborhood out in like uh, Larkspur or something. Colorado is far away. Anyway, we get to this man's door and the guy who answers the door looks like Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> He's got long gray hair, long gray beard. He looks like he's a wizard. And he asked me a series of questions before he would even allow me to come into his house. Wow. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this guy must be, you know, the real deal. If he is asking me all this before he even lets me see what's inside of his house. Mm -hmm. So we, 
you go inside his house and talk about what's happened and he's concerned that it might be attached to me personally so he does a, a testing a clearing type thing with his sacred cubic rings he found some ancient text and was able to to decipher what the text said on how to make these sacred cubic rings that neutralize energy when used properly he wow. took one of the rings it's like brass that's twisted wire into any size rings like you know the one he put around me was at least three feet around it was like a hula hoop it had three metal beads on it and you put the three beads in a perfect triangle shape and that's what creates this energy neutralizing vortex on the surface um inside the ring itself you know like a bubble if yeah. you're blowing bubble. So you take that ring and you hold it flat and then you hold it up and down. Uh, he put it around me and he said, there's no resistance here. So whatever it is, it's not attached to you. It's more, it's gotta be attached to the location. So why don't you take one of my smaller cubic rings and you know, he showed me how to use it, put the three beads in the right places and everything, and then neutralize the energy in your room. After I had spent 10 years doing any spell I could think of or find in books for protection and getting rid of evil and any, you know, crystals or herbs or anything just to get rid of this thing. Nothing worked until I got this sacred cubic ring. And I swear at first I didn't think it was really gone because, you know, sometimes it would just go away and leave me alone for a little while and then come yeah. back. Yeah. So when I finally realized that it was gone, I remember crying, being so relieved that that nightmare was finally over. 10 years of going through hell with this thing. I'm trying not to cry now just because it was that emotional. It was that hard to deal with. And wow. nobody, ever, nobody ever gave me a fair warning saying these things are real. Nobody ever told me that the makers of the game had to prove that the game worked for them to even get a patent on it. Yeah. I would never have touched it if I knew that I was going to summon demons into my room. I remember my mom came to me one day and she said, Jen, with all this stuff moving around in your room while you're gone at school, I don't even want to go in your room. I won't go in your room until you get whatever you've invited into this house out. You've invited something here that's not welcome here. If you have to burn the posters on your walls, so be it. Get rid of it. Wow. Because there was times where I would go to school with my room, you know, not totally clean because I was a teenager, but still not a total wreck. I'd come home to all my stuff thrown around the room like a, a tornado hit it. And I remember even my gerbil being in her being in his ball on my bed and stuck in clothing, couldn't even roll around. Oh, like, it touched my gerbil. Yeah, I'm oh, like, oh, poor thing. Oh. Happening to it. Oh, jeez. So, yeah, my my atheist mother believed in God because of the things that happened in our house. Um, and then wow. you had, the last time we talked, you mentioned you had, you were, you grew up living with your grandpa and mom and your grandpa was a scientist. So did, right. did he sort of believe it or did he try to explain it away? My grandfather was um, a rocket scientist that worked for NASA and Mark Marietta and the Apollo missions and uh, Viking lander and all that. He was very skeptical. 
yeah he said he he just wanted to have proof of things and while he didn't necessarily get any proof from me you know it didn't really focus on him it stayed away from him he said that he believed me but he also didn't have any reason for him to think that it was anything to be concerned about right it didn't focus on him it didn't scare him so he didn't see a problem with it yeah he, he was more focused on my aliens experience than anything and thankfully he believed me on that one but jen what was your alien experience <laughs> you can't just drop that in <laughs> that's a whole other story i was nine years old and in bed one night and i woke up thinking my mom was looking at me because she liked to look at me while i was sleeping and i woke up to four gray things standing around my bed silently staring at me and I freaked out and I put my sheet over my head and I'm like, crap, what do I do now? And I blinked and the next thing I know, I'm out in front of my house laying in the street. I don't know how I got past my house's really loud alarm system. And I stood up trying to figure out how I got out and how I was going to get back in. And I saw movement from my right. I turned to my right. It's another one of those gray beings. And he points at me. And the next thing I know, I blink and I'm sitting in bed and it's daylight. What? what? Oh, matter of, as fast as I can tell you the stories, as fast as it seemed to happen. I have missing time and I don't know what they did to me. Oh I had, my gosh. I would wake up with um, a perfect triangle uh, scabs on my arm, like I had been punctured with something. Wow. So I don't know. I might have a tooth in me or something. <laughs> oh my gosh that's so insane and did you know at that young age that you had a psychic ability like by nine i was born with them like i said my i knew that i had abilities that other people didn't have but my mom just tried to tell me to be hush hush about it because she didn't understand it oh right. oh wow but my grandfather had told me um he had helped send signals out into space some messages if there were aliens out there they could decipher the code and get the message and then send a message back and i said i think that they were smart enough that they didn't just try and send the message back they came to try and meet who sent the message and they didn't go to his work they came to his house oh my, oh my gosh, gosh. And they're interested in gifted and different people. From my understanding, my research of, you know, people that they abduct, it's usually people with abilities. It's people with um, rare DNA sequences and things. I've got a redhead gene. So my hair isn't red, but I have all the traits of the redhead gene where um, dental pain is 10 times worse. All my pain is 10 times worse unless it's electrical shock. Then I handle that better than people because of my redhead gene. But I think that that's probably why they had an interest in me because I am gifted and I am different than everyone else. And they wanted to figure out why. Wow. You've just inspired. So Michelle's a redhead <laughs> and she was nodding her head. Yes. When you said about the dental pain is worse for her. And then you said the electric or like the shocking one and i was like oh and i was like maybe i'll try that on her <laughs> now she's gonna electrocute me to yeah. see if it works <laughs> and see if yeah see if she uh holds up there that's wild yeah and the very fact that you like bought the ouija board at toys r us mm -hmm. 
Yeah, a little kid's floor. And they're just like mass manufactured, like at the Ouija board factory. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. A Ouija board factory. That's you joke about it, but it's a real thing. And oh it, people are making money off of people calling in evil and demons. And I have had uh, I have a mentor, a spiritual mentor, and she swears she is my mother from a past life. And she uh-huh. tells me that any gifted, any highly gifted person who plays with a Ouija board is playing with fire and is sure to eventually summon dark and evil forces if they touch a Ouija board just because they're gifted. And I understand it because as a medium, I know that anybody who is on the other side who's passed away, who had a good life, who's a good person, they can come back and communicate and send signs all they want all the time. They don't need a portal like a Ouija board to come through to do that. Right. However, evil things are, are you know, repressed and held back. So it needs an open doorway to come through. So that's why pretty much all that comes through a Ouija board is evil because the good spirits don't need it. Right. Yeah. Wow. We're so like happy that you wanted to share your story and, you know, um, appreciate the importance of of telling people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I went through hell and it still emotionally affects me today. I would like to help spare anybody I can from learning the hard way. Nobody yeah. ever gave me a heads up. Nobody gave me a warning saying this is real. Mm-hmm. No one said you'll deal with this until you find the solution and it could take years. Oh, I just, yeah. I don't need anybody else to have to deal with it. Wow. And like, I, I remember being a kid and like around the same age and going to parties where there was Ouija boards and like, it's just, yeah, it seems like you're literally just handing a group of kids like a book of matches and being like, well, go have some fun. <laughs> yeah, and don't burn anything down. Yeah. Oh, Did your daughter know the whole story? Yeah, my daughter knows the whole story. Um, She knows one of my, actually, she's met both of the two girls that were there that night when it started moving by itself. My friend Christina was uh, so impacted by everything that happened um, and other, you know, experiences that we had in my bedroom together that she will not even talk about it. If her son or daughter bring up a Ouija board, she says, "Uh uh-uh. Those things aren't allowed in my house. And then, you know, they'll say, but mom, why? Or, you know, and I say, do you want to tell them what happened? And she's like, nope. Wow. 20 years later, you know, 25 years later, she does not want to talk about it anymore. She wouldn't talk about it then. She wouldn't talk about it now. It scared her too bad. And at least she learned the lesson, though. You know, she didn't have the ghost in her bedroom, but. She slept over at my house enough to know that it was in my room. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And what about your what about your partner? Does he sort of like does he believe the same way, or does is he more of a skeptic? He's more of a skeptic. It's a lot harder to uh, get men to believe in such things. Yeah. They, they have to have a lot more evidence than the average woman, I think, just because we're we're more sensitive, and more inclined to believe things when we can feel it. Yeah. And they don't feel things so deeply as we do. So they need more tangible evidence. And uh, he says that he believes that I believe that it really happened. He doesn't know for sure if it really happened because he wasn't there to actually see it. 
Uh Right. uh Has there been anything that's happened where he's been around that he can't explain? Oh yeah, we have activity in our house. My daughter and I are gifted and that means we are like a light in the dark to spirits and they are attracted to us. So even though there wasn't any spirits in our house when we moved in, there are now and there's been so much activity that even my husband can't deny it. We've had our pantry door close itself. Uh, in front of us several times, I want to say five times, it's done it now. It doesn't matter where we are in the downstairs. It doesn't matter what we're doing or how close or how far away we are. We can't recreate it. It, it just does it on its own. And it wow. has enough room to make the door latch. So one of these uh, days, you know, like a couple months ago, I want to say right after it started closing it for like the third time, in front of us in like 36 hours. My husband and I decided we should put up a recording device to see if we could see it close itself. See if we could see any shadow figure or anything closing the door or make sense of it somehow. Yeah. So we set up a camera and we didn't get the door to shut, but we did get a um, shadow figure to lean in on the door uh, from the left, lean in, wave, and then go back to the left like it was following us upstairs. And when you see the shadow figure wave in the video, you can hear my husband and I talking in the background. You can hear us that we are like upstairs and far away. We are nowhere near where this is. Oh my gosh. Nobody on the first floor. Uh, We keep our curtains closed. Uh, You know, even our sliding glass door, it just faces one neighbor and then a gulch. Right. And even those neighbors, we aren't they ever see them. So I know it wasn't like a shadow of a person. I tried to recreate the shadow. And the only way I could get it that size in that place is being a foot and a half away from the door myself. Wow. And it was, and it was taller than I was and shorter than my husband. Yeah. So Crazy. if you'd like, I can send you a, a video. Of that. <gasps> yes. Oh, my God. I'm so scared. But <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Ghost it seems friendly. I think this one is nice. Oh yeah. my god. Ooh. Yeah, you wow. know, I'm not scared of ghosts. I've lived with them pretty much my whole life. So and they are acting like demons. So I'm not nervous or scared around them. It's the evil stuff that I worry about. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Jen, that's wild. I'm actually so glad that we did the second interview because we didn't hear about the aliens the first time. (laughs) They're holding out on us. (laughs) A lot of wild and crazy stories that have happened to me in my life, especially when that Ouija board had left that residue in my room. And, you know, I don't even know if it had anything to do with how long I was trapped in Columbine either since I was one of the last students out. I, it yeah. could have had an impact on that. And yeah. the fact that there was a second shooting 10 months later, I, I don't know. I just, I felt like there was a tornado that kept touching ground and it wouldn't go away. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I was a teenager. I, there's just so much trauma and so much death. I am 37 years old now and I have lost at least about 50 people. I lost count at about 45. Wow. Because how old were you when Columbine happened? I was 15. I was a very young sophomore at the time. I was in the science department with the teacher that died. 
Oh my gosh. God. And we talked about, um, we'll have you back on the show to maybe we'll take some time to, to really prepare to have that kind of story told. Cause I think it's really important. Uh-huh. Um, and you've talked about sort of having a message about, about your experience with it. Because nobody ever gave me any kind of knowledge that PTSD doesn't have to be a life sentence. Nobody yeah. ever told me I could get past it. I just got yeah sick of it one day and I decided to fight against it and won. Uh-huh. Wow. Well, in crazy times in my life, but it's yeah. stronger, wiser, tougher. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, I think that's just it. You know, when we talk about with people and the, the stories they tell, it's just, yeah, you get this sense that, you know, you lived through it and you just got to learn so much from it. And mm-hmm. yeah, maybe a boring life would be nice, but you know, <laughs> If you can take away some learning things from the things you've been through, I think that's great. Uh-huh. I, I always love quotes, and you reminded me of one of my favorite quotes. It says, it's a shallow life that doesn't give one a few scars. Oh, wow. I like that. So, yeah, I, I may be scarred up and all that, but I've got, you know, like those pictures of the lions that get all scratched up. It just yeah. shows that I was stronger than what tried to take me down. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wow. Wow. Well, thank you so much for telling your story. And we'll have you back again soon to talk about your experience with Columbine. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to help. Good. I'm absolutely. so glad. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Stay warm, ladies. Thanks. You too. You Bye. Too. Bye. Michelle. Yes, Carling. I guess we're not getting your kids a Ouija board for their birthday. And no. No. Have you ever used one? Yeah. Yeah. But I think, like, I don't, I, like, I think we weren't using it right, and it was all, like, silliness. Yeah, like, someone was pushing it or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, I think I, we did it a couple times. I like, got a sleepover. Yeah. Or we would do, like, light as a feather, stiff as a board. Yes, but it never worked. No, no. Um, that was from, what movie did they do that in? Um, With The Craft? Yeah. Oh, that's such yeah. a good movie. Yeah. Uh, what's crazy is today is Tuesday the 3rd. Yes. And our neighbors to the south have a new president. Oh, yeah. <sighs> like Either yay or come to Canada. <laughs> I truly, listen, if you're listening to this yeah. and it did not go as planned, and I think we all know which way we're talking, <laughs> we will marry you. We will. Neither of us are legally married. Right. And we're in a position to bring you here. Right. Is that it? That's illegal, though, right? Oh, probably. Definitely. Okay. Let's have a conversation. Let's, let's be in love first. And we'll fall in love. <laughs> and do it on the up and up. Um, yes, absolutely. We do not need the U.S. government yeah. or the Canadian government coming after us. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank that you sounded so- bad. <laughs> I will get you to learn. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening thank you. to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Hello. Thank you. If this is a long time listener, like also. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, I know. We just are having so much fun and we're so thankful to be able to do this. Yes. And don't forget to follow us on social media anywhere at I did not sign up for this. Except for Twitter. I thought the other day we should get Twitter. No. Like we don't have to do anything just so that if so we're not lying. We can just say, like, we're on social media. No, but we're, like, specifically saying we're not on Twitter. I cannot do Twitter. No, I don't understand They're angry people on Twitter. It scares me. Anyways. You know who isn't angry on a social media? 
Who? Anybody in our Facebook group? Ayo. Oh, except there's like nobody on there. I know. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a great day. We'll talk to you later. Hopefully it's a great day with your new president. New. Yes. New president. Yeah. Okay. Bye. <laughs> bye.